everyone. This is Triple Play Fantasy. It's your weekly fantasy football show. We're going to be talking about the next beast of the AFC East right after this intro. everyone, this is Triple Play Fantasy. I am your host, Zach, at FF Tuba Batman. I am joined today by the great Doc, at Triple Play Fantasy, by Joe Pepe, hashtag celebrity, at JPEP20, and Brad, at Sir Bradley K. All right, guys. Sorry we've been away for, a, feels like a few weeks. A lot going on. Gotta love it. But we are in full redraft season. We are covering the AFC East Divisional Breakdown. If you have missed any of our previous breakdowns, go ahead and check it out on YouTube. We have them all right there for you. While you're there, go ahead, like this video, subscribe. You know what to do. Great way to see all of our content. All right. So normally, <laughs> help us get paid. Uh, so uh, normally we start with who, who finished uh, first last year, but we want to mix it up a little bit so we don't end on such a uh, depressing note. No offense to all you Patriots fans out there. Make sure you subscribe before you exit out of the video. But Brad, tell us who do we care about on the Patriots for fantasy football this year for 2023? Yeah, man, I, I think your intro really says it all. It's it's kind of slim pickings uh, fantasy-wise for the Patriots. Um, if we start out at the QB situation, we're looking at Mac Jones. Um, he's going to be the starter. I have him ranked as my QB 25 coming out of camp. Um, I, For one reason, I, I don't think that he's that good, and I never have. And the second reason is that their system heavily favors the run. They don't have that many uh, passing uh, weapons, and he's he's more of a game manager. And then thirdly, I there's a chance that Bailey Zappi is the best quarterback on the roster. So I I'm not even sure that Mac Jones is going to finish the season. Um, he's pretty much undraftable to me, but he's not a you know a complete throwaway quarterback. So I, I have him in that QB 25 range. You know, if you ever need to stream a quarterback, he's probably the best of quarterbacks you can stream. Um, moving on to the the fantasy sleeper, I don't really think there is one. I, I guess the closest to a sleeper would be Ramondre Stevenson, but he's ranked at about RB10 across the board and, and all the different sites you look at. So um, to say that that's a sleeper, I, I think is kind of stretching the definition there. I have him at about RB11. Um, I, I, I don't think it's fair to say that he's going to be, you know, an unquestioned RB1 this year because I, I do wonder if the Patriots will be good enough that they're going to be able to keep pounding the ball all game or if, you know, they're going to have to abandon that by the second half. But, you know, I, you can always trust Bill Belichick to throw some wrenches in the and in, in what people are expecting and what they That's why Pierre Strong should be a sleeper. We fair, aren't fair doing enough. this. Mute your mic. We're not doing Pierre Strong. Move on. Gosh, it's three <laughs> minutes and 45 seconds for Joe and I to already disagree on someone. I'm, cur- I'm curious. What do you two think about <laughs> I, Pierre, I Pierre Strong? 
I don't have a thought about Pierre Strong because he's Pierre Strong and he will not matter that much. It's going to be Ramondre Stevenson and only Ramondre Stevenson. There's no reason to put that guy on the field. When has Bill Belichick committed to one running back? That's and that's the, and, and the running back and the running back you think that he's going to commit to? When what? has Bill Belichick been a good coach since Tom Brady left? He hasn't been. He's been a shitty. But that coach. doesn't have to, one point. Doesn't have to do with the other. It does though. It does, and he's got a guy offensive coordinator there now. He doesn't have a defensive coordinator and a punt specialist and me running his offensive coordinating jobs anymore. He's got a real guy there, and it's going to be Ramondre Stevenson. It would be really dumb to take your best offensive player off the field. So how how many many touches do you think he can handle a game? Who, Ramondre? Yeah. We're talking about Bill Belichick here. He can handle 25 to 30. It's it's just Will. And you're talking Bill Belichick. He does not care about running backs just like the NFL. He's going to say, here's a bunch of carries. Good luck next year when I send you somewhere else. Yeah, you know what he's going to do? He's yeah. going to trade Ramondre Stevenson so he doesn't have to pay him and will play <laughs> a yeah. second-year player. Joe, are you agreement that Pierre Strong is the second running back on that team? I mean, yeah, but that's like, okay. you know, that's like being Daffy Duck the Bugs Bunny. Nobody cares. You're referencing also, them on a podcast, so they have some relevance. Yeah. <laughs> also, Kevin Harris. Strong. Kevin I Harris reference. is a sleepy. Kevin Harris is a sleepy RB two there. You know, you don't know for like sure it. that Pierre Strong is going to be the RB two. Um, but I, I do want to address. I do want to address what Z two Fantasy said in our chat here. Um, he said that Gasecki is the Pat sleeper um, with all this twelve personnel talk, and I, I do believe there's something to that. But I'm just kind of done. I'm done with with Pat's tight ends. You know, they they let Johnny Smith go, and I thought Johnny Smith was going to be a factor as well. So it's just it's Hunter Henry and it's Mike Gusecki. Um, between who's going to be the 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 te one of those two guys, I wouldn't be surprised if they alternate each week. Just you know, game plan whether they need a blocker or, or a pass catcher. Um, and on top of that, like if you're going to be drafting Hunter Henry or Mike Gusecki. You're also making a bet on Matt jo- Mac Jones, and I, I just I don't think that's that's a wise play there. And then lastly, we have our uh, rookie, best fantasy rookie. I guess it's Keishon Boot, but I honestly I, I don't even know if he's going to play. Um, it, he ain't making the team. He might not there, make there will, the team. There will be no booty. He is not there making the team. There will be no booty. I I just. <laughs> He he might he might make the team, but even if he did, like it's hard to trust a, a rookie wide receiver in a in a Bill O'Brien system. So I I just there's really slim pickings on this Patriots uh, uh, fantasy team, and I pretty much the only time you'd be looking at one of them is if you're you know if Ramon J. Stevenson fell to you and you're okay with that being your RB one, or if you know you're looking to stream options and. Uh, that's pretty much it. So that's that's why I wanted to go first and get this out of the way. No, I appreciate it. I think you got Ramondre, you got Juju, and otherwise you better be in a deep league or in a, or in a super flex league if you're looking at any other Patriots. And don't draft Juju. <laughs> I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. Ooh, no arguments. Well, let, <laughs> let's keep the good times rolling here because I don't know how we talked about the Patriots for almost eight minutes and yeah. argued about Pierre <laughs> Strong already. But let's go to the Buffalo Bills who won the the division again. Will they be unseated? And Joe, how do you feel about the Buffalo Bills? 
All right. So the Buffalo Bills are they're a talented team. They're gonna be in the mix. I don't really know if they're going to win it all. A lot of that's gonna depend on Tua being healthy for the Dolphins, in my opinion. But let's just get into this team because the quarterback situation, well, that's pretty damn simple. It's just Josh Allen. And if you want him, you get him around the third and he comes at risk. He throws some interceptions. He might stop running as much. You know, we've all heard it out there all summer long, like, oh, we want to protect them. But it's Josh Allen. He's always going to throw touchdowns. He's always going to run the ball. I don't think that actually changes. I just think that's coach speak. And for me, the fantasy sleeper, the only person who could be a sleeper, in my opinion, is James Cook. And I'm sure people are going to be mad at that. And I just don't really care if you are because he runs. <laughs> and I'm just going to break down some stats for you. He's got 5.4 on runs on the inside. He's got 6.9 yards on any off tackle run and 4.4 average on any outside run. Yards per reception, he has 6.7 yards per reception. He's got a receiver rating of 77.6. And oh, yeah. Naeem Hines was getting hurt on like a jet ski or some nonsense, and now he's not there to steal anything. So it's going to be James Cook because let's look at these running backs. You have Damian Harris. He's not your pass catcher. He's not the guy that's going to do that. And you got Latavius Murray, who apparently is doing well in camp, but he's not going to steal enough for me to be worried about that. So the sleeper on this team for me is James Cook and nobody else. I'm not saying Gabe Davis because Gabe Davis is lined up exactly where I think Gabe Davis should be. but this is why I think I'm going to piss you all off because my best fantasy rookie and my overvalued player are one in the same. And it's Dalton Kincaid. The man's mm. got skills. I got nothing against him. He's my favorite tight end coming out because the dude is like a Walmart Travis Kelsey right now. He's got hands. They're going to use them, but we all know what happens with tight ends. We all know what happens with rookie tight ends. And it is not Khalil Shakir. It's just, no, it's not Khalil Shakir. He's too far down for me to even care about him. But Dalton Kincaid is going to get some play, and he's going to be fine. But people are drafting him as if he's going to be a wide receiver, too, on this team for some reason. And I just don't see that because you will have an emergence of James Cook. You will have a healthy Gabe Davis. And if you're talking to Z, too, you will have Khalil Shakir as well to worry about. And, oh, yeah, on top of that, Josh Allen runs, too. You still have Dawson Knox there, who's going to be the inline tight end. I just... They're going to use him for obvious reason. He was a first-round draft pick, but I think it's getting the people's heads that he was a first-round draft pick and people like me saying he's a Walmart Travis Kelsey, and I just don't see it happening this year. For Dynasty, amazing. This year, I don't see it. You guys let me know what you think on that one, though. I mean, uh, Joe, I agree. I'll... Go ahead, Brad. I was just going to chime in on the Khalil, Khalil Shakir. I honestly think by the end of the season, he's going to end up being their wide receiver, too. He's going to play the slot, but he's also a do-everything guy. Like he's got, He can play on the outside. He's got great speed, great hands. He can run the intermediate routes. He can be used as a possession receiver. I think he's easily going to become one of Josh Allen's favorite targets. So I, I, do, I do agree with Z2 Fantasy there. I, I like Shakir better than I like Pierre Strong, if that's anything you guys want to talk I mean, Pierre Strong <laughs> had 10 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown last year, seven catches for 42 yards, no fumbles. But, uh, no, I mean, Joe, I agree with you on the Dalton Kincaid stuff. I, I feel like in this industry a lot, people associate a draft position or where they were taken versus giving automatic value. Just because somebody was taken in the first round means that they're going to be a starter, that they're going to see significant snaps, that they are going to get the targets that you anticipate. 
and that's not always true. You know, like you said, I mean, we look at it from a dynasty perspective and you're not worried about that. The teams could say, hey, you know, we don't want to pay Dawson Knox or I think he did get paid recently, but, you know, maybe we want to run some two tight end sets or, you know, we want a little bit more of an athletic tight end and it put Dawson Knox as a blocker. So I've seen the hype for him. And I, I think this will be one of the rare times we agree to, to cool it down on something. Well, I'm going to make it a clean sweep because I think Kincaid is overrated this year. Uh, just like Joe said, Dynasty, sure. Go knock your socks off. Have fun. Uh, good luck waiting for three years and you drop them and someone else will pick them up. But hey, what do I know about tight ends in Dynasty? But when it comes to rookie tight ends in redraft, um, it is not a good bet. You might as well just go after somebody else at that range. Um, I mean, we all were hyping up Kyle Pitts. He had a great rookie year, had a thousand yards. That was amazing. He had one touchdown. He really did not help you at all for where you drafted him. I would like to think Kincaid will get more than one touchdown, but I mean, what are we hoping for? 600 yards? Is that a good season for him? Um, like, I don't know. It. I think you, you're going to pay too much for what you're going to get. So I agree with Joe. Uh, no arguments from anybody on the panel about Kincaid, which, wow, never thought we'd see the day we weren't arguing about a player that Joe recommended. <laughs> I love do you have anybody podcast. else? No, uh, do you honestly, have anybody else about the Bills? No, not really. They're like, you know, like I, I like Hardy like way deep in best balls, though. But just that's that's best ball only. And that's like my very last pick. And I got to have like some type of Bills stack set up in there or even like a Patriots run back because it's week 17. But there's really nobody else. I mean, if you're struggling during the season, you need a Shakir. Go for it. I like Gabe Davis at his ADP this year. Way better than I did last year because when he's healthy, he was dominating, but not enough for me to like plant my flag on that guy. When you were talking about all the contingencies that you were going to need, Hardy, I thought you were going to say, you know, got to have a little alcohol in my system. <laughs> no, it's like it's like you have a best ball slow draft and you wake up and you realize you have two minutes left on the clock and you're like really freaking out. That that's that's when you pick them. Perfect. <laughs> all right, and I would say for James Cooks, uh, James Cook. The only thing I am concerned about is Josh Allen just running the ball in so much, just like we talked talk about with Jalen Hurts um, hurting his running backs. Kind of same thing with, with James Cook. But otherwise, I think he's probably, like you said, one of the most exciting lower ranked or drafted. Obviously, we're excited about Diggs. We're excited about Josh Allen. Oh, Before before we move on real quick, let me ask you something. If one of these guys like Ezekiel Elliott or you know Kareem Hunt, wherever he ends up landing, I know he's visited two places today. Um, if if a running back on the free agency market came into this situation, would you still feel good about Cook? Only only his brother scares me. Otherwise, the rest of them I just think are absolute dust. But if you bring in a Zeke or somebody like that, I think that hurts Damian Harris, Latavius Murray more. I don't I don't see him and James Cook as the same style of player. But if Dalvin mm -hmm. goes there, that scares me a little bit. Fair, I think just fair. the way their money is built, I just don't see them bringing anybody in at this point. I think they, they brought in Damian Harris. I think they're happy with, unless there's like a significant injury, which I know we talked about Hines already, but unfortunately it sucks for him. It sounds like it was an accident. It wasn't really on him, um, but it sounds like he was more for special teams, more of a returner than anything else. I don't think they were really factoring him too much in the running back room. So I don't really see them making any, unless like hey, it's still preseason. We're, we're doing this on August 8th. Um, so there could be a significant injury. We don't, we don't want that. Um, between now and the season, but I just don't see them not in anybody unless there's a significant injury. All right, so we'll move on to the Dolphins. I will say, if you guys see, if you're watching on YouTube, I am wearing a, a Bills 
jersey. It's Stefan Diggs. I'm not an actual Bills fan, just Stefan Diggs. He went to my high school, um, and I got the Crucial Catch jersey last year. Uh, he was our first-round pick in the Pros with Joe's Charity League, and we were representing uh, some cancer charities, so it was an easy jersey to get. So I had to wear it for the AFC East. Um, but I'm going to talk about the Dolphins, which I think probably is the most exciting team from a fantasy standpoint um, in this in this division, I don't, I don't know. Is that a hot take? I mean, I know people are very hot and cold on Tua, uh, but he's the clear starter. I think he's got actually a lot of upside. I mean, he was playing, what, top five QB, top three, honestly, before his first concussion. Um, so if you think he's going to stay healthy, which we never can bet on health, um, he's a steal. What is he going? QB 10, QB 11. I mean, you might even get him a QB 12, 13. You're getting him pretty late compared to the other quarterbacks where I think he has plenty of upside. So I like Tua, especially if you're going to wait on a – on a quarterback. Um, and then if we're talking about sleepers, I mean, I think you, you can't look any farther than uh, Devon a chain. Um, now, is he going to be returning a lot of value, like scoring a lot? Probably not. It's hard to uh, su really supplant the re wide receivers in that team, but as a very small speedy running back, you could see him busting out some big plays. Joe mentioned um, underdog. He's a great, I think best ball play too, where you're going to get a spike weeks. Um, but when we're talking sleepers, I think you're, you're really looking at A-Chain. When it comes to overvalue players, I got to say Jalen Waddle. I love Waddle, but he's a wide receiver 11 right now. That's like his peak value. I know he finished top 10 last year, but he was super efficient, which we love to see. It's hard to bet on that for a um, second year in a row. So I am concerned that Waddle just won't be as efficient. I think Tyreek Hill is going to go nuclear this year. Um, if he can stay healthy, Tua stays healthy. But Waddle, I am concerned about. Great player, love the talent. Concerned about how he fits in this offense to really match his efficiency. I think you might be overdrafting him if you're getting him as a wide receiver 11. And then the best fantasy rookie is still A-Chain. We already talked about him. Um, I mean, they didn't really add too much else from a rookie standpoint. So um, it's an exciting backfield which sounds crazy because you have Mostert, Wilson, and A-Chain, but one of, one of them is going to do well each week. We just don't know who it is. So it's hard to, to make a bet, but hey, choose whichever guy I think honestly goes last. Not a bad not a bad play. And then obviously those wide receivers are going to go crazy. So do you guys have any any hot takes on, on the Dolphins or feeling good about anybody or what did I cover it? Zach, I agree with you for the for the most part. And as a, 49, uh, as a 49ers fan, I'd say fade Mostert. He's 31 years old. He seems to be hurt every single year. Um, I think he will kind of have those boom weeks and maybe if you take him late in a best ball, but I, I think there's more upside with the other two. Listen, this whole conversation hurts my soul because I was a Chase Edmonds guy. So this just, this just hurts my soul so, so much, but I do agree with the Jalen Waddle thing. Cause I, I mean, it's a risky play for Tyree kill too, because of two his injuries and all that stuff. But like you said, Waddle was just, super efficient and maybe they just are that good and the scheme is that great and everything like that but i don't know man they're bringing in running backs like to take a little bit of that off of two and two it still does deal with the injury and you can learn all the jujitsu and mma or whatever the hell you want to <laughs> learn on the map but when you get popped by somebody 300 pounds rushing in it's different you know so it's it's a risk it but this team i think this is my team to win the afc east i don't know about everybody else but i I have them winning the AFC East because I have some concerns about the Buffalo Bills. I think they're I, the uh, sneaky team to win the AFC East. With I think their defense is going to be a lot better than everyone expects. Even with Jalen Ramsey probably missing most of the season. I mean, they've added some some good pieces there. And I don't think Buffalo's really upgraded their team 
all that much. I think they've lost pieces. Now, super talented, probably the best quarterback in the division. No shock there, not a hot take. Um, but after that, I mean, if, if Josh doesn't carry them, I mean, I could see Miami sneaking up. I don't think any team dominates the division like we've seen in the years past. Like the winner, the winner might be 10 and 7, 11 and 6, as opposed to, you know, 12 and 5, 13 and 4, like you've accustomed the Bills to being. Just yeah, out of curiosity, rough, all of them have rough schedules. Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, what would you guys do with Tua and Dynasty? I'm I would keeping him. him. I'm keeping mm-hmm. him. What do you, you're not going to get what you want to get to trade him? Find so, a Dolphins fan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> honestly, find a Dolphins fan or keep him because at that point, you're just not going to get the return because everybody's in the same boat of like, so, will he ever like not be injured? So I I have him in one of my dynasty leagues, and the way I look oh, at so it, that's is, I know I'm not going to get the return. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know I'm not going to get the return that I want, but I kind of just want the headache to be out of it because I I just don't I don't believe he can last a full season, and you know that's that's true with almost everybody. But um, with your quarterback position, you want to you want to have a good have good faith that like their career isn't going to end that season. So um, I like, what's the lowest you would take? Like what a low ball offer? Like what would well, you take for well, Brad? The better thing that I might do, I might scar- uh, target Skylar Thompson. Cause it's a talented offense and he showed out well against the bills in the playoffs. So you could, you could probably acquire him for cheaper because I don't think you're going to get the value you want on Tua. Well, you I agree with that. I could get Thompson off the waiver wire. Yeah, is him it one or QB? Is it one QB or Superflex? One QB. Okay, so there's no value in quarterbacks at all. So I would hold him and then just hope that he ends up going nuclear in the first half, and then you can then uh, try to trade him. But honestly, in a one QB still, league, you're not really going to get any the, value on any quarterback. But what's the lowest you would take? Just like a, a pick, a third, fourth rounder? I'm not going that low. Uh, yeah. That's that's a little too low for me. That's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's what's yeah. the what's the market? What's the lowest? I, mean, you a, take? I need like a higher second. Like, and by higher, I mean like 201, 202. But remember, like, this is a one QB league. Like, yeah, but I, I'm just I'm still not giving up the quarterback that, like you said, was on fire when he was healthy. Oh, I so, agree. That's what I'm saying. 50, I don't I don't see the point of like, trading him. Yeah, I would need no an point. early. I would need it. I would need an early second to part with. Yeah. Him. Your best bet, like Doc said, is to either get like whoever ends up being the two, Mike White or Skyler. Just back yourself up for this, you know. Yeah. Uh, and if it's one QB league, I guarantee you, Mike White and Skyler oh, yeah. are both on the waiver wire. Yeah, unless you're oh, in absolutely. a league with like Mike White himself, and then he's gone. <laughs> or this is a thirty-person uh, dynasty team. Well, then you keep to it because you ain't getting nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will wrap this up then with the New York Jets, which may be the most, um, I mean, can we call them a dark horse, pun intended, um, with Aaron Rodgers joining the team? So what do you got for us, Doc? I want to ask you guys before I start, because you talked about Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts on him this year for fantasy? I'm out. (laughs) Man, I mean, I really don't want him just because the start of that season is so brutal that it's you you have too hard of a start there and you can end up being out of your fantasy playoffs by like week seven because yeah, of those that. first six weeks are rough. All right. Well I'm out because I'm out because they just need a game manager. They don't need like old and Aaron Rodgers. 
All right. Well, that's why I prefaced it, because this is going to be a debate then. And I am looking at the first six weeks, the Bills, the Jets, or the Bills, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the um, Chiefs, the Broncos, the Eagles. That's a tough six games to begin with. He's going QB 12. So I'm just going to throw all his stats from previous years that I think matter. Last year, he had 12 interceptions, was, which was the first year he's had double digit since 2010 when he had 26 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. That was 11 years ago. Since then, 362 touchdowns and 59 interceptions. Do you remember in 2019 when we thought he was washed because he threw 26 touchdowns and four interceptions? He came back to win the MVP in the 2020 season with 48 touchdowns and five interceptions. Aaron Rodgers isn't someone that needs his legs to be fantasy viable. He hasn't had more than 200 rushing yards in the last three years. And for the for the debate of Aaron Rodgers is old, at 39, that was the year Tom Brady was suspended the first four games. He went 11-1 and one and threw 28 touchdowns and two interceptions. This is a rejuvenated Aaron Rodgers that probably has the best offensive weapons he's had in a little, in a while. And I think QB 12 at ADP 111, I know the first six weeks are tough, but in a 10-team league, he's your backup quarterback. Or if you wait in a uh, 12-team league, you double tap and you get someone maybe with a more favorable schedule to begin. But I think he could definitely crack top eight this year and someone that has a top five ceiling with a, a good matchup. Um, so I'm very in on Rodgers, but conversely, I'm very out on Brees Hall. Before, uh, Doc, before you go to Brees Hall, can we play a quick name game with Rodgers? I want to see what you guys think of the quarterbacks around him. Yep. All right, so you ha- so I have Rodgers right now. I'm looking at Fantasy Pros ADP, so this is consensus ADP right now. Aaron Rodgers is QB12, as you said. All right, what about Dak Prescott at QB10? Dak. I take Dak. I already hate this game. <laughs> you gotta pick one joe so oh my god just give me deck all right to a qb 11 to rogers the upside rogers all right kirk cousins qb 13 i'll take rogers i'll go kurt that defense is terrible in minnesota and he's gonna have to be in shootouts give me kirk all right qb 14 daniel jones oh rogers Ooh. rogers rogers daniel jones that rushing upside I, Daniel Jones threw like 12 touchdowns, though. Like, I don't understand why it's people a, are so hype. Because it's the Russian right. side, man. <laughs> Especially no Saquon. <laughs> uh, Geno Smith, QB 15. Geno. I'd rather That's have cool. Geno with those weapons. Yeah. In the, in yeah. Geno, Geno barely, Gino. but it's because of the weapons, not the talent. He gets right, the Cardinals the twice. I'll take that. <laughs> last one. This is a tough one. QB 16, Anthony Richardson. Oh, Anthony Rogers. Richardson. Richardson. Rogers. 100% Richardson. Uh, basically, if you took Daniel Jones, you have to take Anthony Richardson. There's You can't yeah. change. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So I think we, we just showed that uh, there's a lot of interesting QBs around Rodgers. If you like Rodgers, like Doc does, go for it. But there's plenty of other quarterbacks with some upside that you could get at least a round or two after Rodgers. Also, I don't think they gave up as much as they did for him to be a game manager. I think they ha- they gave up for him to be a mentor to Zach Wilson, but also for someone. <laughs> it's true. He's not mentoring Zach Wilson. If yeah, there's like a mentor any- Jordan Love. <laughs> if there, if I think it's a little bit of a different scenario. He wasn't. It's almost the opposite scenario where Jordan Love was drafted as his predecessor. 
and they thought that Zach Wilson was going to be the future, and then they traded for the vet to replace him. I think exactly. it's a little you know bit of a team after you, next year. Do you know what it is? Aaron Rodgers is all about mentoring him right now because he knows Zach Wilson's things and is no threat to him. So what exactly? Exactly. Yeah, but you can mentor him, and he's still going to be a trash. But I'm saying that's. But I'm saying that's. But I'm saying that's. But I'm saying that's part of the reason they traded for him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 I and I think with the Jets too, like Robert Saul is a defensive-minded head coach. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have as much free reign to call his plays at line of scrimmage to be able to audible than he's had in a while. Now, here's my biggest question with Aaron Rodgers, and I'll let you get into your stuff. He runs one of the slowest offenses like ever. Like, so does that scare you off of people like Wilson or Corey Davis or Alan Lazard or any of the weapons, even Brees Hall, who I know you just said you were fading a little, but like, it does it, it scares me. It's a slow offense with Nathaniel Hackett back there. And we just watched what that did last season. I think the difference with Hackett though, is going to be play calling versus being the head coach and decision-making. I think he was overwhelmed as a coach last year. And that was pretty evident on Monday night football with, you know, some of the decision-making that he had there. But I, I think, once again, am I saying Rodgers is going to be a top five quarterback? No, but he's been very efficient and somebody that doesn't turn the ball over that I think will provide useful for fantasy. Um, the what the receivers, I'm not going to be one of those guys that gets Garrett Wilson in the second round. I need to see it first before I'm willing to invest that draft capital. But I do like Alan Lazard as a sleeper. He was wide receiver 34 last year. He's increased his yardage, his targets and his receptions each year, finishing with a career high 788 last year. He's fifth in red zone targets with 25 over the last two seasons, playing with Aaron Rodgers. And Alan Lazar is one of the best blocking wide receivers in the league. So I think they're going to have him in on more packages. I think he's the clear wide receiver, too, behind Garrett Garrett Wilson. Uh, and he's going as wide receiver 51 this year. So I love the value on there. But I'm out on Brees Hall. He's going RB11 with an ADP of 26 right now. Um, a, Chris, a quote from Chris Godwin last year, basically saying how the first year back from a torn ACL is, is, is an exercise in perseverance because you can't push yourself 100%. And it's more on focusing on one specific ligament or body part rather than focusing on your game. Now, Brees Hall tore his ACL October 23rd. And, but prior to that, he had two games with 20-plus touches before the injury. So we don't even know if he's a workhorse or not. He might be one of those guys that is more effective with 12 to 16 touches a game, like a DeAndre Swift, like an Alvin Kamara the first year, rather than the workhorse back that we think he's going to be. And looking at some of the players in that range, I'd rather take Devonta Smith. I'm really big on Kenneth Walker this year. If you wanted to go tight end early and get Mark Andrews, I just think there's a lot of better options at running back. And then, Really the only rookie that maybe you care about, uh, part of our tough-to-pronounce last-name team, Israel Abanikanda, fifth-round pick out of Pitt, went 9 for 27 in a touchdown in the Hall of Fame game, 21 touchdowns in 1,577 scrimmage yards his last year. Um, he, could be, he could be a dart throw. You know, we, we've kind of kicked the tires on Michael Carter, Zonovan Knight. You know, he could be the guy. He could not if something was to happen to Brees Hall, you know, they were linked to Dalvin cook, but nothing as of now. So, you know, as yeah, Joe I mean, says, your last pick in best ball. Yeah. That's listen. All those names are last picks in best balls to me, but I'm, I'm not as in on Brees Hall as like a lot of people, <laughs> Jason Bradley, we'll get to him in a minute, I guess. But 
literally Brees Hall, like the same thing goes schedule wise. It's like, okay, Aaron Rodgers starts with a hard six weeks. Rename those teams again because you have the Cowboys, you have the Broncos, you have don't you have my Eagles in that game? You have yeah, the Buffalo so, Bills. So they start like, out they start tough. out with the Bills, then Jets, then Patriots, Chiefs, uh Broncos, and then Eagles. So yeah, it's not for six games. That's a, so let's just say it takes him four weeks to feel like himself again. That's four bad weeks. And then it's going to be three, two to three more hard matchups on top of that. The Jets are just a team like they look great. It'll be fun to watch them on hard knocks. I want to see what they do for like real NFL. But I don't know if I want them in fantasy because I think everybody else thinks the ceiling is really high. And I don't see that same ceiling for the team. Before before those breakout games he had before his injury, people were talking about him being a bust where you got him last year. And the last point I'll make on Brees Hall is we've seen teams, you know, this is kind of what came out with the Jonathan Taylor and Colts talk, is where they will play you when you're hurt or they will, um, you know, make, make it more unfavorable for you to have bad stats that they can use it as a negotiation tool in free agency. And so maybe the Jets play conservative with him. And then if he starts wanting a longer contract early, they can point to his second year and say, you know, you didn't rush for a thousand yards. You only played 10 games. We're willing to give you an incentive-based contract, but we're not willing to give you a long-term extension. Yeah. I mean, I can't really argue that point. And for uh, Z, um, Jason Bradley, preseason DFS only. There we go. We talked about him. (laughs) We'll see see one highlight on hard knocks and that'll be as much of Jason Bradley as you need to know. I will say for Brees Hall, just my take on it. Um, if you are drafting Brees Hall, by all means, get your guy that have fun. You need to pick him as if you're not going to have him for eight weeks. You need to find some other way to make up those points elsewhere in your draft. So think about drafting some other upside running backs or make sure you have a awesome wide receiver group that can make up the point difference. But I would say assume you're, you're not really getting much workload out of Brees Hall for eight weeks. And if you go in it with that mindset, great but if you think he's going to be as exciting and as electric as he was right before his injury last year you're going to be sorely disappointed um so just set your expectations at the right level all right so fantastic i landed that one like a jet all (laughs) right so uh (laughs) i don't think we need any more random player debate i think we covered it with pierre strong for five minutes i was that was good enough (laughs) Um, I did want to mention real quick, um, we talked about underdog fantasy quite a few times. We're almost at the end of the of the offseason, which means underdog fantasy is almost over. So make sure you go ahead and play underdog fantasy. Great way to mock draft because you're putting a little money in the game. If you do that, go ahead, use promo code TRIPLE, T-R-I-P-L-E, and they will match up to $100 of your first deposit. So get that free money. You can even win $3 million if you enter their Best Ball Mania 4 draft. So go ahead, use code TRIPLE. How many right, places what? do you have the opportunity to win $3 million and hypothetically retire? Man, I, really, I really thought you were going back to Pierre Strong, and I was just going to I mean, we'll out. just wait. No, we'll just wait. Yeah, Joe, me and you got a laundry list of players <laughs> that we'll talk about. And, you know, one of us is going to block the other person's number by week 10. <laughs> Oh, hands down, hands down. But no, you're absolutely right. How many chances do you actually get to become a millionaire? You're not winning the mega millions. Get over that one. You might as well give yourself a chance, build the right team, and get on underdog. Fantastic. So with that, we will end the AFC East. We don't even know who the beast is going to be because I think we, we're thinking about a few different different guys, different teams. But we have the AFC South next episode, which you know is going to be electric. 
don't bet on it. There you go. There's another. There you go. Joe, Joe likes that one. <laughs> That's like Why? my third dad joke I've slipped in. <laughs> crushing it. See, D David might be the new dad soon, but but I am crushing these dad I, jokes that he is missing out on. And I, I know he's watching and he's just. I will it. pay for you to not do these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll be happy to get paid for my fantasy content. Thank you very much, <laughs> Joe. Hashtag celebrity. So thank you guys. We will end it with that. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed us. Like I said, if you're still watching, we appreciate it. Go ahead and subscribe. I can't stop making Joe laugh. This is great. But thank you all. Have a great night. And uh, hey, keep mock drafting out there. Go play some underdog fantasy.